Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Brain's Coach Podcast. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm your host. I'm your brain's coach and someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn all the brain tools you can use to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, give you a preview. Today at 6 a.m., I was doing an interviewer for the podcast, and you're going to hear this interview with Friederike. And she is an author of a couple of books. The latest one is The Brain-Friendly Workplace, uh, Why Talented People Quit and How to Make Them Stay. But the book is so amazing because it talks so much about what you're learning here on the podcast. It talks about you know different uh, brain signatures or newer signatures. It talks about how we all have slightly different brain setup and we thrive in on different schedules, with different levels of stress and fun to get into a flow. Um, we thrive in different modes of communication, right? More, uh, uh, some people are extroverted, some people are introverted. The book talked uh, talks about chocolate and all the nutrition stuff and stress management and uh, all of that, right? And we touched upon quite a lot of it on these um, on the podcast interview interview that you're gonna hear next week, next week uh, Friday or Saturday, right? So. Um, I was so excited to do that. Just wanted to share it with you. And before the interview, you know, it was 6 a.m. I usually wake up around 5 a.m. So what did I do to wake myself up and to be ready to go, right? To have my mind sharp, to ask questions, but to also stay present and pay attention and to... Um, interact in the best possible way to maintain a great interest in conversation, right? And to bring out the insights. So what did I do? Um, I had a great night of sleep. That's number one. You know, that's the best focus, productivity, sharp mind amplifier. So great night of sleep, eight hours. Um, I woke up at five, but I went to bed at 9 p.m. sharp. Um, the second thing, I woke up and I turned on all the lights. You know, Andrew Huberman always says, if you have to wake up before the sun and it's dark and you need to work and you need to, you know, be sharp and productive, turn on as many lights as possible, as bright as possible. Because light, even though artificial light in the morning is not perfect, but it's still amazing for alertness and wakefulness. The third thing I did was my Wim Hof breathing, you know, hyperventilation. It raises the levels of adrenaline and it uh, boosts our alertness. So <sighs> then I had cold shower, quick, really cool, quick cold shower, but it gave additional boost of that noradrenaline, but also dopamine that keeps us excited, focused, motivated, and fast learning. And then the last thing, I drink half a liter of water with some salt for electrolytes. And water, uh, hydration, electrolytes, uh, these are so important for brain performance because our brain, guys, it's a machine, it's a biological machine, and it has requirements for optimal function. And hydration and electrolytes like sodium, potassium, other minerals, they are the uh, 
the brain's machine requirements for optimal uh, function. And then we did the interview and now I'm doing this podcast for you guys. So that's a preview of my morning before we jump into the meat of our today's podcast, right? And today you're going to learn about how to set up your environment, timing, your thinking to get the best outcomes when you need to do focused work, analytical, very precise work, um, things like editing of your writing, for example, or your presentation or your talk, or the creative part, the ideation part, when you need to come up with breakthrough ideas or just ideas that are unusual, that are better, that are novel. Like, how do you set up your environment for these two different modes? Some of my artistic friends um, ask me, um, like, but what's the difference? I kind of do all the creative stuff. The difference is when you are in the stage of just putting together the first draft, coming up with ideas, um, coming up with creative solutions to a problem. That's the ideation phase where you'll benefit from insights from all over the place, like connecting as many dots in your brain as possible. Whereas when you are in the editing phase of your art, let's say, or your work, you need to analyze what you have um, with more data in mind, with having more critical and analytical mode turned on. Like if you're editing, for example, what's the best structure for the sentence to produce certain effect, right? If you're working on your presentation after the ideation mode, like how do you put it together so it's structured, so it's clear, so it delivers the result in the audience that I wanted to deliver, right? Or maybe you need to do some report. That's all more analytical analytical focus that requires your conscious uh, analysis of the data that is present, not so much um, of um, coming up with ideas and, you know, connecting different dots and coming up with initial solutions. So uh, kind of like creation and editing. Those are two different modes that we all go through in our work. Like, so how do you set up for these different types of work. Three simple things we're going to differentiate. It has to do with timing. It has to do with space. It has to do with the way you approach the thinking. So time of the day, because earlier in the day, we tend to have more um, robust signature for focused work. By signature, I mean neurosignature, I mean neurochemistry, I mean neurotransmitters, brain chemicals. Um, we have more dopamine, noradrenaline. Uh, those put us in a state of deeper focus. We are more alert. We are more on the edge. We are more, um, almost a little bit more edgy and anxious, even though I wouldn't call it anxiety uh, per se, but you are more like driven, right? You're more after it. It's all of your senses, all of your brain connections. They are all firing. You know, your brain as at its, um, top uh, performance. For most people, that is first eight hours of waking or so. And in that mode, the main difference, I guess, uh, that I'm trying to point at is that your critical analytical thinking is at its best. And that 
those hours are not necessarily even better for creativity. Like when you're creative, you kind of want to let it go. You want to add more freedom. You want to connect the unconnectable, right? You want to come up with as many um, unorthodox uh, solutions as possible. So critical thinking fully turned on isn't the best mode to be at for uh, creative work. So first hours, first eight hours uh, of your waking probably are better spent because of more norepinephrine, noradrenaline, because of more dopamine in your system. So those hours are better spent on analytical, on focus to work on the tasks that require attention to detail, right? Um, so first eight hours of your waking. And then second eight hours of your waking are spent, but I spend on more creative pursuits, ideation phase, coming up with uh, uh, solutions that haven't been thought of, um, allowing, so your, do- your dopamine, your norepinephrine, noradrenaline, all these focused and precise neurotransmitters, they go down because they also keep you awake and alert and in preparation for sleep, so to speak. They start to um, go down the, the levels of them. They don't completely disappear, but uh, the levels go down. And serotonin, uh, a neurotransmitter of calm and peace and enough and satisfied, um, serotonin is in general more creative, so to speak. And because at this, uh, because in the second part of the day, uh, dopamine and norepinephrine, they um, start to go down, your serotonin becomes a more prominent uh, brain chemical. And what it means is that you are more relaxed, you're more chill. And that actually the perfect state when you're still alert and awake, but you're not that focused, not that critical, not that analytical, not that on edge, right? That's the perfect state for your creativity, for your ideation, for coming up with novel solutions where you don't analyze every single thought or idea uh, that comes to your mind. But instead, you're like, oh, what if What if it works? You know, what if well, we make it fun, etc. You're more playful, right? So second eight hours of your waking time, that's the a better time usually for uh, more creative pursuits. So number one factor for creative and deep focused work is timing. So first eight hours, deep focus, second eight hours, creative stuff, um, ideation, um, creative problem solving, brainstorming. Um, now let's talk about the space. When you're talking about focused work, when you need to focus on just one thing or a couple of things and that specific project, you literally kind of want to put yourself in a box with the least amount of distractions possible. What it means is that sit in a room that is not necessarily bigger room, although that you know doesn't necessarily matter that much, but that doesn't have a lot of distractions, ideally perhaps facing a wall, it doesn't have any pictures, it doesn't have anything on it. So you only focus on what's happening in your mind and the work that you need to do. Uh, deep focus, the less distractions you have, the better, um, because then your mind has less chances of wonder about like, oh, what's that picture on my wall? Or oh, that, oh, what's that outside my window? Um, right? If you are in a co-working, not a great idea for truly deep 
focus. So when you want to focus deeply, you kind of want to put yourself in a box. When you want to open up your mind to creative ideas, insight, to connections between different parts of your brain, you want to open up the box literally. That's where you want to see there is actually um, study about the effect of the ceiling that has on your focus or creativity. So higher ceilings, like the cathedral effect, right? Um, imagine yourself sitting in a big church or uh, cathedral, uh, or uh, in a big older, you know, libraries. They used to make those with high, high ceilings, like super beautiful. Um, or sitting outside. Uh, or in kind of like open space environment. That's where a coffee shop might be quite good. So we're talking about creativity. Uh, when we want to be creative, we welcome additional input and different ideas and a little bit more mind-wandering, like, ah, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, look at that person. You know, they made me think about that, right? You want to encourage that in the ideation phase. And that's why being in open space, in fluid space, space with a lot of perhaps textures or just stuff going around. Although, you know, if it's too noisy and disturbing, of course, it's not great for any work, creative or focus. But you understand what I mean. Like uh, an artist friend of mine asked me, uh, okay, so if I understand you correctly, what I should do when I come up with ideas, initial ideas for my art or my writing, uh, when I'm in the ideation uh, phase, I'd um, probably better to go to my favorite coffee shop or co-working space, right? Or um, some place that overlooks nature or maybe beach. And when I need to edit that work, perhaps the next morning, that's where I need to sit in my home office facing the wall and uh, to have as little distractions as possible. And that's exactly it. That's what you want to do for creative and focused work. So we talked about the time of the day. We talked about the space, you know, for focus, put yourself in the box with no distractions for creative work. Welcome distractions, but make sure you know also to manage them. You don't want to be overly distracted, otherwise you get uh, nothing done. Or if you sit in a place with a lot of construction noise, like that's not good for anything. Um, and the third the third aspect of focus and creative work is about your mode of thinking and how you set up yourself for the work. Again, uh, back to focused work. You want to eliminate eliminate mind wandering. You want to promote the focus on one thing with perhaps some triggers that will move you into the right direction, right? You want to... Um, you want to be more analytical. You want to bring in precise data. You want to um, analyze it deeper. And um, again, it's a mode of editor. And when we're talking about creative thinking, the main difference that I'm trying to point here with the thinking when it comes to focus and creative work is that when you work on something that requires focus, like editing something, you want to sit for two, three hours um, you know, with breaks, obviously, to do that work, focusing, trying to eliminate, again, all the mind wandering. When you work on something creative, by the way, focused work usually uh, thrives um, in the conditions of deadlines. Like when you have certain time that the work needs to get done by, that's where focus really thrives because you increase your adrenaline 
clean with that deadline, and that actually helps for deep focus on just one thing. But when it comes to creative work, what seems to work much, much better is you pose a creative question or challenge, like I want to write an article about that, or I want to create art focusing or um, illuminating this idea, right? And then you kind of want to have this ideation, invite input, um, rumination, fermentation uh, process. Basically, after you pose a question, you want to let it go. You want to do unrelated stuff. You want to have experiences that might help you to come up with um, insights. You want to let your subconscious to connect all the possible experiences and knowledge in your brain, in your life, in the past, right, and um, happening around you now. You want to help your subconscious. You want to give your subconscious that time to uh, try to, again, connect as many dots as possible. And then at certain point, aha will happen, right? You're like, ah, I know how to do that and what exactly, where I want to start with. And then you want to get to recording that. So that's how usually creative work works and where it thrives. And creative tasks do not usually work on very precise deadlines. You want to give it direction. You want to make progress. You want to schedule your creative progress, right? But hard deadlines for um, coming up with initial creative draft, um, very hard deadlines and a lot of constraints do not work that well. Like you got to have some constraint, like what are you doing exactly? Are you writing, are you drawing, etc. What problem or uh, resolution you're trying to create here? And then you got to schedule the actual creative work. Like for some writers, they don't usually have a deadline to write a book by that exact day, or at least it's not that short term, right? But they do have the schedule for doing the work. Okay, I'm going to be doing my creative writing from this time to that time, right? And I'm going to sit down and see what comes out. So that's when uh, creative work really thrives, not hard deadlines, allowing the time to ideas to ferment and to come together, allow your subconscious that um, is more vast uh, when it comes to resources and the knowledge, allow that to work on that creative problem. And then again, at some point, you're going to have your ahas. And if it's a longer piece of work, you're going to be working on that continuously and recording all that creative stuff. So this is what differentiates the focused work, the way you think, the way you schedule it, uh, the way you um, pursue it and creative work, right? So focused work thrives on very precise deadlines. Creative work, not so much. You can put in the schedule when you're going to work on that creative task, but when exactly it's going to be done, you know, art will come out when it comes out. That's the kind of beauty and the problem with that. You do schedule your creative pursuits, like the work itself, but the... Uh, the outcome itself, it uh, does not thrive um, on really strict deadlines. 
And that's about it, guys. So when it comes to focus and creative work, just realize they are different. Um, again, focused work, um, it's more focused on one thing. It's bringing together a lot of analysis, your critical thinking. Uh, it's more work in your conscious mind, your prefrontal cortex. Whereas creativity, when you want to come up with something novel, you don't want to be that critical and analytical. You want ideas, even the weirdest, the wildest one to come up. That's how um, Jeff Bezos came up with his, you know, Amazon idea even before there was the technology enough to support what it eventually became, right? You want to have less of that critical thinking for creativity and you want to have less deadlines. And that not only supported by the space, physical space where you are in, like the different types of room, but it's also supported by the time of the day and your signature brain chemistry, brain chemicals cocktail that's happening at different times of the day um, for different people. You know, sometimes people also ask me, well, when it comes to time, um, isn't it a little bit different for different people like um, night owls and um, larks? And I, I truly believe and what I experience is that your brain chemistry is still kind of going to be the same. In the first eight hours of waking, you do have your noradrenaline, dopamine, your focus chemicals more pronounced. And in the second part of the day, is it just that first part of the day? Usually for night owls, it happens later in the day than it happens for uh, morning people like myself. For me, you know, it's 6 a.m. and I'm ready to go till like 2, 3, that's my peak. For a lot of night owls, that's where it usually would start. Um, but their creative side would still come out later. That's been my experience. And data about brain chemistry seems to be supporting that. Um, that's it, guys. If you have any questions, uh, please do reach out. Um, when uh, I put that into writing, people did ask me about, like, don't you need, um, you know, dopamine for your creativity, for example, to make it happen first part of the day? And, you know, my answer was, yeah, you did, but not in that amount as you do have it uh, in the morning. So there are many questions that can come up for you. So please feel free to reach out. Um Share this episode as usual, but most importantly, experiment and put that into practice. So maybe do more artistic stuff, ideation phase in the second part of the day and edit it in the morning. See how that goes. Change the room, change the location, see how that goes. Right? Experiment, 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 and then gather your own data. Um, if you have questions, send them to that, to me. Teach this concept. You people around you so you get to learn it twice and as usual guys thank you for tuning in thank you for listening i hope you learned again a lot of tools to make the best usage of your brain and um, till next time just practice practice practice